Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and breathe, relax. This isn't going to be another five-hour marathon. Now that we've done our deep dive into Bleach last time around, which you have listened to, right? I'll wait. Okay, cool. Now that we've full cleared that, we've decided to just hang out with some senpais in the latest Definitely Normal Length edition of That Time I Started a Podcast to read trash manga with my friends. And actually, most of them were trash, but some of them weren't, a.k.a. The Trash Manga Friends Podcast, episode 66, and Introvert's Hookup Pickups. This trash manga is head over heels for me. Today's episode is sponsored by Hagen Dozz. You know what this show is. It's three people, back to two volumes, none of that 74 volume nonsense anymore, discussing one trash manga, discussing what gets a distinction, what gets just a pass, and what should probably drop out of existence. I am your forever host, Morfar Sean. Joined by So Gross Mike and Totomo Akiko Phil. How are you both? Upset now? Getting rude? I mean, I didn't say you were gross, Mike. I said you were gross. I know what I heard. <laughs> I dread to ask the question, how are you, Mike? Oh, shit has happened since last uh, episode. Since, since the Bleach recording. Uh, Bleach has just come out as, we rec- as we're yeah. recording this as well. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. that one perfectly. <laughs> I guess so. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was... Uh, like, let's put it this way. It took Sean just so long to not only be in a position where he can, but then also edit last episode. Has it been a month since we've recorded anything? About that. Yeah, like, it, like... it took a straight-up month for that to be put together. <laughs> that was a long-ass episode. Yeah, and in that time, uh, Mike's nearly died. Oh, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. I think I actually mentioned on a previous uh, episode, like, oh, I've got some weird stomach issues. You, like you mentioned on the Bleach episode. <laughs> yeah, turns out it wasn't that. <laughs> Go see a doctor, kids. <laughs> Even better. Like, this was my experience, because we did, I, we recorded the Bleach episode, and I deliberately scheduled it, because I was going to edit it, because I was going home, back to Wales for a week and a bit, like a nice time of work. So I'd scheduled, I'll edit Bleach after that. I got on the trains, went home. Firstly, started getting WhatsApp messages being like, oh, so the, something's up with the Queen. So I get back in Wales to be, oh, she's dead. Well, yep, shit. Yep. Oh, well, yep. I guess I'll leave TV and load up Twitter. Oh, Mike's in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Jesus Christ, I was gone for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> it all falls apart when you leave, Sean. <laughs> I maintain, we have no proof Sean didn't kill the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I cannot confirm or deny these rumours. Maybe I wasn't in hospital, I was just on the run for a week. <laughs> <laughs> it did happen on the same day. It, it did. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. Rest in peace, Queen, and... That's... Yeah, and, shit but not Mike, between... but not Mike. We, oh, we I never him. rest in peace. We, we oh, dragged him not. back, kicking and screaming. I, I, I never rest in peace. I pretty much was kicking and screaming today, because now I've got some sort of back issue. And because of my recent discoveries, with, because of my recent discoveries with like my medical issues, dismissing them, I've decided to completely ignore it and just eat paracetamol instead. And I'm probably fine. So let's see if my track record holds up, shall we? The, the best part here, here, listener, is you'll be able to tell how long you've been listening to his show. Because if you're relatively new, maybe maybe you've started listening after our Bleach episode, you'll be like, oh, Mike, poor thing. <laughs> and if you've been here since the beginning, you'll be like, fucking hell, Mike. Like, how are you not dead? <laughs> like, honestly, how, how do I don't you... know. 
How do you function? <laughs> I don't think I do. I, I picked up on that many moons ago. I would love to blame the whole, you turn 30 and your body starts falling apart. I would love to blame that, but, but I think I've been falling because apart. Because we're so. both here and we're both fine. I think I've been falling apart since I was two. I don't know. Like, I've, I've never been a fully healthy person, let's put it that way. Oh, my God. And, you know, just, just, just for the sake of, you know, just for all time's sake. Phil, how was your month? All right. Yep, there we go. Yes, the tracks. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, banter done. Everyone is everyone ready then, though, to get back to what we do best: dissecting two volumes of a trash manga in a relatively normal length episode. This is a uh, this is definitely a return to form this time. <laughs> to Although form. I do, damn, I, high praise for Mike. I did I, that. Whatever you thought I just said, I did not say. <laughs> I did not praise this, but we'll get to that. <laughs> we shall indeed so let's dive on in this time around we have been covering uzaki chan wants to hang out aka uzaki chan wa asobitai this is a rom-com manga that's been running since december 2017 for nine volumes total written and drawn by take i believe this is their only real work like they've contributed to a few anthologies but this is their main their only main work uh, it is licensed by Seven Seas Entertainment, so you can go buy seven volumes of this right now. And there is also an anime. Yes, this is a sneaky bonus full anime tie-in episode, considering Bleach was kind of a special occasion. We thought we'd do another. So the second season of this will be airing this season. There is already a 12-episode season one done by, I believe it's Studio Engi who've done this and some other fantasy stuff. And it's all viewable on Crunchyroll. So you can view season one Crunchyroll now and season two when it starts airing, uh, I believe yesterday as we've recorded, but it's it's out now as this episode comes out. There's a couple of episodes out now. But before you start watching it, you probably want to know what it's all about. So Phil, take us into the world of Uzaki-chan. Where are we hanging out this time? Oh, oh man, I forgot this is a thing I have to do. Uzaki-chan is all about the titular uzaki as I get it. that was not a pun intended so <laughs> sure spoilers i think spoilers she's got gigantic boobs she's got big old titties she is determined to make sure her beloved senpai avoids the loner life he is so clearly destined for because clearly Without her, he's just a hopeless, hopeless loner, as she very repeatedly likes to point out. And the manga just follows the life of these two, basically. You also left out what I think is the single most accurate line of a synopsis I've ever read, which right. is the first line, at least on manga decks, annoying, cute, but annoying. <laughs> I mean, if we're going down that, we could go for the bottom line, which is Sagoi Deca. I mean, something along the lines of impressively huge, Mike. <laughs> also true. Because our introduction to Azaki is indeed those big old titties. I had, I was umming and ahhing as to whether or not I should open this episode with that, that famous copy pasta of the, I'm going to pitch you this anime. And there's this girl with giant boobs, great big honker lonker lose, <laughs> etc. <laughs> yeah, I, I was seriously considering I, I the one. that, but I obviously thought better of it. I would never lower the standards of this show to that. 
god. I mean, considering her figure, I would say that this banger isn't entire like as wholly fan service obsessed as you might think. It's there's really there's not, a whole man. chapter of it later on when they go to the fucking beach. But for the main, it stays relatively above the board. She's just the girl who happens to have big boobs. It's not really a focal point. You'd it's say not. that I did, I did like, and I did post this in our Discord. I did like the fact that in the volume two extras, the author was like. People really like this, like, minor side character. So I drew her just in her underwear. Enjoy. So I stripped her, yes. Yes, so like, I oh. stripped her. It's like, uh, oh. oh. <laughs> the author knows what people want, I guess. Yeah, knows his audience. That's, I mean, that's I, I want a good story. And... <laughs> and, yet, and yet you're here reading this. <laughs> I, I mean, you're, you're right. I, it was always going to be a come down after Bleach. Like, okay, so to be I positive mean, hey, about this thing... You, you coming from this is your business. <laughs> like, to be positive about this, this manga for, a, for, a, for at least a minute, the... Like, it's actually not that bad. Like, in terms of, no. like, grotesque fan service and stuff. Like, it really much is a secondary thing that this character... Like, it, that, it's really weird, because it's drawn as, like, a focal thing, but, like, it's never mentioned or alluded to for most of what we read the size of this girl's chest but it like it it's weirdly focused on which is the only reason why we're focusing on it and it's like i i don't know it's just a very strange sort of juxtaposition that clearly they drew this thing to be fan servicey but it's not really fan servicey like at all and it kind of works for it because this thing is actually like yeah it it's quite cute in in places I mean, heck, there's a there's a few parts of the series where I think one of them like acts, does like some classic l- lucky pervert thing as like a one-off thing. Like I think he's got a VR headset on, he accidentally grabs a boob. Yes, and usually you're like, ah, yes. At this point, she clocks him in the head, and then ha ha ha, the funny ha ha. And instead, uh, they just act like adults, and she's a bit flustered. But it's about I, it. I suppose actually that's something to actually mention here. I didn't mention it in my intro. They are, in fact, university students. They are. They are of age. Zaki starts as 19, is 20 by the end of these two volumes. And our, our lead character, uh, Sakurai. Sakurai Shinichi, is also 20 years old. They are adults. The whole premise of this thing is, because I believe they are childhood friends as well, that classic trope. And Not quite. They, 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 they met in high school. They to the same high school, but okay. it's only really in college where they've become friends. Well, okay, so the shtick of this is he is he he actually enjoys his alone time, as he puts it. Like, he just likes being alone in general, doesn't have very many friends, and he's pretty happy with that life. And he's, but like, she's determined to, like, pull him out of his shell and stuff. And she does this by annoying the shit out of him <laughs> as much as possible. But she does it in a very sort of cute, endearing, couple style way, in the, in the way that you might tease a partner kind of thing. Yeah, and it is kind. It and she does it constantly, which is annoying. But it, she does she does it constantly, and it's it's cute in its own way, and it's like it's endearing. And the entire thing does kind of turn into him or her being like, "Haha, this is cute, funny, and annoying." And he's like, "Shut up and go away." <laughs> but like, he also likes her being around as well. So yeah, it's it's nice actually, <laughs> as far as things go. Like. We've read way worse. 
Yeah, like I did have one of my notes was like, is is this a case of like, is it the guy who just can't spot the the obvious hints? Is it the girl who just won't give the guy space even when he says, "Please, I want to be alone." Like, it kind of straddles that line quite well. He, so that's sort of like one of the ongoing themes, I guess. Narratives. Narratives. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go as far as plot. Sure. No, sure. this, this it's, doesn't it's really not, have it's not a plot. A plot. It has a sequence of events. <laughs> sure. Yes. Like, it's better than Shikamori in that regard. But the point is, like, you regularly get all these other side characters who are introduced to, eventually, who are like, man, why aren't they going out? Yeah, because they're not actually a couple, even though they absolutely act like one. Yeah, they like, they hang out, just the two of them all the time, to essentially go on what you would consider dates. Even if they don't necessarily call them that. Like The other thing as well is, like, because they're adults, like... They're well into their late teens slash early twenties. It's like they're at the age when you could they could just 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 fuck. Just they, they could, they fuck could indeed just fuck. <laughs> it's not like a lot of the rom coms we do where they're like dubious high school fifteen year sixteen year olds. <laughs> like it's like, no no, you're you're fully you're all adults. You could just like they don't act like they're adults at times, I guess is what I'm getting at. They still act in that kind of high schooly, dense slash flirty way. Like you could just just, you just could fuck. just fuck but like they because they're so determined to it's not like it's even come up in conversation at all like they completely dodge the idea and everyone around them is like these two are clearly gonna be going out at some point let's let's make that happen but like they're, they're just like now nah, we're just we're just friends well, what characters straight up asks it. them have you had sex yet and they just <laughs> don't really seem to know how to respond to that yeah it's it's odd <laughs> Like it's an like I I do get it that it's not always so cut and dry in like in real life. Oh sure, like don't get me wrong. There's awkward adults as well as awkward teens, but it's more yeah. like you're gonna go to the effort of making them adults. You could utilize that a bit more. <laughs> My problem is not necessarily that as such. It's more that you keep like because this happens a lot in reality as well, where two people are just really good friends and but they're determined to not even talk about putting any kind of label on their situation. So it doesn't even come up in conversation, but like they keep doing all the coupley things. Absolutely, I see it all the time. But it's like that's actually a very real thing. And then it's coupled with a lot of kind of absurd shit that happens in these situations as well. And it's just a very, very strange melding of these two things. On the plus side, it comes out kind of funny sometimes. On the downside, it's hella weird and yeah, annoying a lot it, of the time. Yeah, it very much is a rom com. Yeah, but it's like, like I would if like a regular ass boring rom com movie release that makes way too much money is like a five on like a one to ten scale of like kooky weirdness. This is like a six or a seven. Like it's not up there. It's just like, eh. it's just a bit weird. But I, like it's okay. I never really got the impression of anything weird. Oh, there's plenty of very weird moments in this. Such as enlighten us, Mike. There's one period, and we're not going to be probably not going to be talking about this in any kind of order because it's very episodic from chapter yeah, to chapter. Yeah, largely doesn't matter. Yeah, like the the actual order of events. In fact, I can't think of anything which happens in a particular order apart from characters would, being introduced. I guess I would disagree. I think the whole thing is sequential. Like it's episodic, but it's also very like sequential. Characters get introduced, their motivations do. 
not no, massively I'm... like don't get me wrong it's not like there's actual plot progression but there is a sequence of events if you read them out of order you would be like oh wait why is this character or wait why are we now here i think the thing is you know once you know your characters yeah our two main characters and in the two volumes we read the three side characters three side characters of note yes you can pretty much jump around it feels like you might be a little lost, like, wait, why Why are they at the beach? And it's like, they, they just went to the beach. That's, don't, there's don't nothing, there's nothing major, it. but it's like shit like, like uh, Zaki getting, uh, se- I'm going to call him Senpai, I've already forgotten his name, Sakurai's address. Zaki's starting to work where Sakurai, well, first of all, learning where he works and then working there herself. Yeah, there, there are, are things there happening. little things like that, yeah. Uh, sure, but if you jumped forward to that episode, or to that chapter, and then you went back to a previous one, you wouldn't be like, why is she suddenly working here now? I'm confused. Like, no, she clearly just got a job there. And it, like, it's fine. But some of the weird stuff that comes up, which I was going to mention, and the reason I said that is because this is in no particular order. There's one scene where they have a very heated discussion about mint chocolate ice cream, I think it is. Mint chocolate in general. But yes, it was ice Mint cream. chocolate in general, yes. And he just says he doesn't like it. And she goes on this this rant, this very loud rant, <laughs> and then everybody clapped. <laughs> yes. Fucking weird. <laughs> There's one scene where they go to a cat cafe, and they get kicked out because she's being too loud again. And like, they're, they're like, no, oh, you're probably banned from there now. I forget the exact reason they were kicked it's out. It's not like, it's because <laughs> his leg goes to sleep, so she starts right, poking it, and yeah. prodding it. And they say, yeah, that was it. And they said, and the the person who runs the cafe quite understandably says, please don't act out your fetishes in our store. Yep. And they get kicked out and most likely banned from there. There's another part where, uh, what was the last one I was going to mention? Like, this is just a bunch of weird stuff. I'll mention it when I remember it again, but uh, like, there's a bunch of very, very weird moments. And like I said, that it's just dialing up the rom-com a little bit higher than you'd expect. To the point where it's a tiny bit absurd. I think it's it's not weird in the context of their relationship. It would be weird if I went in if I was wandering around town IRL and some girls started shouting about mint chocolate and how it doesn't taste. Like yeah, that that's kind of what I mean. It's like the scenes are weird. Like they are well established characters. Like I totally get what they're both about. And so like I believe this character would do that. It's just like the scene that the situation they get put in is just a bit odd. It's also really bothering me that I don't remember the other one I was going to mention. <laughs> See, what, what, I, what I find the most odd, and it's about um, Sakurai, the character, is we are... Well, okay, so the first thing we may learn, he's like, he, he likes being... He's a loner, he likes being indoors, he enjoys video games and all that kind of stuff, and regularly fantasizes about spending his holiday break just playing video games. So he's a nerd. But then we're also told, oh, no, no, he was also like an athletics ace, he was in like the swim club... He has a toned muscle body. It's like mm-hmm. so he's also a jock, but we never see him doing really jock things outside of the beach chapter where he happens so, to be at the sea. And it's like, what? I think he's part, both? Of that, <laughs> part of that probably comes down to the fact that we're told, oh yes, he's he was in the swim club when they were in high school. So obviously quite athletic in high school and prior to high school, I guess. I just find it weird that it tries to have its cake and eat on both sides. It tries to present him as both jock and nerd. I don't think that's impossible, but it is yet another example of it just being slightly... It's like, it's like reality, but slightly skewed. 
a little but bit. But I, w- I would yeah. also say, like, it's... I don't think it really puts any emphasis onto either side of him as such in that sense. Like, you get the occasional comments where he's like, oh, yes, I'm going to be... I would say it puts a lot of emphasis on his nerd side. Like, if he wasn't there, he'd be playing video games indoors all day, is the impression that the plot is always given. Absolutely. You see he goes and does does stuff on his own. Like, one of the very early chapters is he's going to, like, the batting cage. Yeah. So he's going off to do some physical activity, at the very least. And there's also another part where, like, he says he goes to movies alone as well. Yeah, he goes to movies, which I appreciate isn't really physical exercise or anything. But the point is, he does stuff even if yeah. she's not there, and that cause that's sort of the whole point. He's saying, "No, I'm quite happy to just go off and do things by myself." I would highlight those are early chapters, and then it never comes up again. Like I'll, that never happens again. I'll oh say yeah, that's yeah, because it does come up, but not in what we've read. Well, at least in what we read. Because he very much does start out as a loner. Way more of a loner than the fucking Isekai we read however long ago. <laughs> like, two episodes ago? Sure. But, like, yes. playing that guy, it was like, oh, no, I'm a loner in this world, and then proceeds to just never be a loner. No, no, because he couldn't form a party, Mike. We're not. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Episode 64, if you want to go into this thing again. Well, it, but in this one, I totally believe this guy is a, char- a loner character. I believe he's a loner. They, sure. they do tell us that he's a loner, but like they give actual justification and like the way they draw him and the way they like the situations they put him in. It's like, yeah, it's actually believable. This guy enjoys being alone, not in like a malicious sense where he's like, I hate people. Nothing like that. He just enjoys the peace and quiet of being alone. And I get that. Well, almost opposite of that is the fact that people are shown wanting to leave him alone because we're led to believe he has harsh looks scary eyes Scar- yeah, scary eyes fair, basically people look at have... him and go that dude is fucking scary i want to be nowhere near him to be fair he is the only person drawn in the way that he's drawn as well in terms of yeah. his facial structure and is so he, he yeah. is unique looking i didn't think he was that unique I thought like his like eyes and stuff they're like man. weirdly sharp around the edges were and they so, and, i didn't yeah. pick up on that he just looked like a dude to me like, people are like, oh no, I'm scared. I'm like, why? He's just a guy. He, he is just a guy. He is just a guy. Absolutely. But, like, I, I, I get where they're coming from with that at the very least. So, yeah, like, I have no problem believing these characters would do the things they do. Just some of those things are fucking weird. They are. And especially, like, uh, because, as I said before, Uzaki, her whole shtick is. She adorably, maybe, but annoys the fuck out of him. And I do mean yes. constantly. Like, every time he wants to be alone for a while, she's like, oh, where are we going today? And she's he's like, I was going to do this. Cool, I'll join you. Like, I, okay. And, like, constantly, like, shouts in public and, like, embarrasses him. And it is pretty constant. Like, it's a good thing that you do get the feeling that he actually likes having her around. Like, you do get that feeling. He says as much in monologues at times, where it's yeah, like... like... He actually likes having yeah. her around. Which is a good thing, because if he didn't, <laughs> this would be the most abusive shit. It, it would put it similar to Nagatora. I was uh, going to make the exact same situation, uh, same example, yes. Yes. Well, similar sort of ideas. I mean, to be fair, I don't think he dislikes having Nagatora around in Senpai likes, dislikes nah. having Nagatora around. Not... not... 
not later on, but definitely at the start. Yeah, we discussed this in the actual episode. Like, it it feels more like like a I don't know, go so far as trauma bond in that instance. But it's like it, it's like he's browbeaten into being with Nagatora and kind of getting into it. Whereas in this one, it's like from the start, it's like, oh my god, you're so annoying, but please stay. <laughs> so like, I I get it. I mean, in this one, it's probably, like, and they do make a thing at one point how he loves cats, but they never have one in his apartment. And in many ways, it comes across that kind of relationship of, much like a cat, will just meow at you loudly until it gets its way. That's that's Izaki. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, R- he, rather apt. It's also an example made of how socially awkward this guy is, because he meets a cat on the street who clearly wants to be pecked, it's comfortable around humans. But then, like, he just pisses it off straight away because he has no social skills of any kind. I, I don't think failing to stroke a cat on the street is an example of total social failing, Mike. I was going to say, like, I've never got the impression he was socially inept. Because he, I think he that's has other friends for, who he hangs out with. Like, I've never got socially friend. inept. No, we see him sitting in the cafe with others as well. Friend. <laughs> okay, friend. Sure. <laughs> no, I, as I say, I. I think it does the strands the line well of like he prefers being in solitude, but he's not socially awkward or inept or anything. He's he's sure. not shy or anything. He's just yeah. He's just a bit of an introvert. Yeah, and it very much is the whole somewhat meme of every introvert has an extrovert to drag them places, kind of thing. Well, this is this is meant to be positioned as an opposites attract series. Yeah, and as far as their relationship goes, I I believe it. Like they, I believe every part of this, and I have no trouble believing it. And it's not like sickly sweet either, because it is kind of funny. I remember the thing I was going to say earlier. <laughs> the the other weird thing. The other weird thing. She right. gives him a concussion. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I, I don't. Especially think as they then try to then explain it of like, yeah. If- the purse hits the head in the exact place. You down he goes. I mean, that, because that is a thing. She was she was wearing a yukata, and yeah. yes, she was in a bad mood, or she was like sad for some reason. I don't remember the actual. No, reason. he was calling her cute too much. But yeah, that's the thing. That's why he was doing that. He was like, he's like, he was calling her cute to try and cheer her up, and like, oh, I cheered her up too much, and she starts anime flailing, and she's got a purse on her wrist like attached to her wrist on a string yes which has like a phone and other heavy objects in it and she flails and smacks him upside his head with with that and gives him a concussion i mean that just goes we want we want to get him into a lap pillar situation how do we do that naturally can't think of a way we'll just give him a concussion <laughs> that is actually another example of how this thing has fan service definitely but it's weirdly subtle with its fan service I don't there know is, there is the no hat two moons joke in that scene, no. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if subtle's the right word, but it's the only word I can think of. Because it doesn't really draw attention to it, there's just the one-liner, basically, at the end, where it's like, can you see the fireworks? It's like, just barely, and like, what do you mean, just barely? Ah, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, well, you do also get a downward-facing-up view from his point of view. Yeah. So, like, and where, like, yes, indeed, most of the sky is blocked from view. But, like, it, that's not the only instance of it. Like, there's a lot. Where, like, it's just, like, the boobs being a obvious focal point of the frame, but they don't draw attention to them. Well, she herself seems kind of very unaware of them. 
rich. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad thing or anything, but she sees uh, they're just boobs. She, <laughs> no, she sees otherwere of her body her. in general at times. Like the whole scene where she gets stuck in a hedge because she's chasing after the cat is like, no, pull me out, senpai. That yeah, that was that. Was, I don't know if I found that funny or not. But I think I did. It's because it, it, it's clearly it a me. parody of. Oh no, I'm stuck, big brother. <laughs> I th- no, I don't think it was that. I think the point was it was done for the gag of, and now here comes some passerbys, yeah. and it looks completely looks like not fucking... what it is. Yeah, that, they do that a lot, especially in the earlier chapters, where it's like, oh they're my god, crazy. these two have yeah. clearly fucked, and they, but they haven't. Or yeah, like they're in public, and she's like, oh my god, you wrecked my back last night. You have to like make up for it, and everyone's like, mm-hmm. well, oh my. He's like, word that differently. Yeah, he's freezing. Like, he's like, freezing. My God, you get yeah. that a lot in the earlier chapters, in particular. So yeah, like it's there's, uh, in the early chapters, yes. And I'm guessing that's basically to hook in the people who are there for fan service. Well, I think one of the things is the fact that it started as an SNS comic, like a Twitter oh, comic. I thought before. you were going a different direction with that. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, Mike, it started as an S&M comic. That's where I thought you were going with that. I was like, oh, wow, that's oddly not surprising. I, if you say so, I guess. I, some people are into some weird shit, man. It's fine. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying I don't think S&M is where I would picture this starting. <laughs> I don't even know what an S&S comic is, so feel free to enlighten like, me. Like, like Twitter comics. So, social network um, comics. I see. So the idea is it's just sort of like it would be short well, in fact you see it here like usually it's just short chapters, particularly in the start. Yeah, that does and explain then it, then it might get proper publication at some point. That does explain the gal cleaning esque numbering system they use in the early days. Uh, no, I think that's just down to web releases in general. You see that with all sorts of manga. Sure, sure. Because there's, like, yeah. there's a lot of 1.1, 1.2, 5.2, 5.1. There's a lot of those. You, you get a lot of like, we're just going to split this chapter in half for some reason. It's like, uh, all right. But yeah. I do get the feeling that they want to tell a story, but they have no intention of telling a story in this. I mean, I don't really know what the story would be outside. Exactly. Of when will they fuck? That, that, that is basically it. It's the, the story is their relationship it's a will they won't they with wacky hijinks it's just like i feel like they're trying to seed these things for a wider plot later on like they very slowly are like expanding their universe but they never actually get around to telling a story i think they're introducing more elements but i don't necessarily think they're trying to seed down a wider story like if anything, like, and one of the things I'd praise it for is, like, they introduced another female character about a volume or so in, Asai Ame, who uh, also works in the cafe as a mm-hmm. demo Sakurai. And at first she's like, like, they're going like, oh, man, she's, she's into him because she likes muscle people. I'm like, oh, man. And as soon as she sees the, the relationship he has with Izaki, he's like, okay, cool, I'm just going to watch now. Just immediately shuts down any love triangle. Immediately. She's weirdly invested in that relationship, though. I mean, so is the dad. Everyone is weirdly invested in this relationship, actually. All the characters yeah. note, anyway. Well, yeah, because they all just want them to fuck already, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, my god, how can they not realise it? It's so obvious. 
that's another thing which is actually quite good about the writing. Like, yes, it is obvious. It's obvious to the reader as well. And I think it's probably, like, I give enough benefit of the doubt on this one of, like, it, it's probably obvious to those characters as well if they were real in this situation. Like, it would probably be obvious to them, but they are intentionally not talking about it. Because, well, as I, the thing I said earlier, where they don't want to label things. Well, say, so I, I can believe Izaki's perhaps not super aware of it. She's sort of portrayed as a bit. She is a little airheaded, yes. Yeah, airheaded, yes. So she's perhaps not really necessarily connected the dots in her no, mind. No, I, I didn't. But, think, I, I, uh, I kind of got that. She, yes, she is definitely quirky, but and definitely a little airheaded. But I, I don't. I, 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 I think that that she feels it too, pretty much. At least what from what we got in first two volumes. Well, I think, I think obviously she does like him. I just don't think she's necessarily aware to that extent. Whereas he. He, Certainly DTF, as they both are. Well, yes. But, like, we, there are a couple of occasions where it shows that perhaps he's very aware and he's just, as you say, choosing not to bring it up or anything for whatever reason. Yeah. So, like, there's a chapter where we're introduced to his one and only friend, as Mike called him. Yes, his friend. His other guy friend, who, upon seeing this, is like, unlike a Sammy and... Asami, Asai, and her dad, who are just quite happy to watch events unfold. He's just like, nah, have you fucked yet? <laughs> oh, you're not here. Hey, let me let me help you out. Here's, here's how you... And he's like, no, no. And then point is, Sakurai walks off because, you know, he's had enough with the questions. So he's like, oh, let's go buy some ice cream for Zaki. And then Asai comes over and slides like, into the DMs. Slides. Like... <laughs> She's not even sliding into the DMs. She straight up just like puts him on blast and is like, the fuck do you think you're doing? And they're just having like an <laughs> argument. And then you cut to where uh, Sakurai just sort of stood outside just being like, man, these guys just need to like chill the fuck out. <laughs> so he's like, clearly he can, he's presumably hearing what they're saying. Yeah, like, and, and aware of like, they're not dumb on. either. Like yeah. I'd say everyone in here is a smart character. Like nobody makes the ridiculously dumb decisions that we blast these things for on the regulars. Like it's it's like I while everything the correct quote unquote correct answer is is obvious to everyone involved, including the reader, I think it's less a case of, oh my god, just fuck already. And it's more a case of like, I kind of get why they aren't like this actually makes sense for them to be going at this glacial pace in terms of a relationship well, I mean, went to the point where they're not even together it is sort of like that pre-relationship phase you sometimes see with people yeah where it's like you're clearly more than friends yeah like you're in a relationship except you don't do the sticky part yeah, yeah. You're in a relationship, you've just not had that conversation to establish that yet. Yeah. I know it well. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's no. just, that's that's where we're starting. Fun fact, that's actually how I got together with my partner. Ah, neat. <laughs> we were just talking and talking and talking, and like one day I said something to the effect of, you realise we're in a relationship, right? She's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Modern love story, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, Shakespeare himself could have written it. <laughs> it's basically what... 
Like uh, that that's dumbing the situation down a bit, but yeah, that's basically what happened. It does happen. <laughs> I mean Shakespeare's more yeah. absurd than this. So. <laughs> Shakespeare is more absurd than this. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I would never claim otherwise. Because here's the thing. This is cutesy to a certain point. And it yeah. is about a relationship. Even if they're not naming it as such. But it's never to the point of blandness that something like Shikimori was. Like Shikimori was so idealized and so perfect and so white bread that it was just like Ugh, okay, whatever. Hey, 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 don't you be talking shit about white bread. I'm doing it in the, the, the literary sense, not the actual, not the physical sense, because I, I, I fucking love white bread as well. <laughs> I'm a white bread eating man. But it's also... Cis white man. <laughs> Three uh, cis I mean, white yeah, breads. I, <laughs> speak for yourself, mate. I, I, like, yeah, it's not at the shikamori level of being like, Super bland, super vanilla, super not wears anything of substance. Yeah. But I don't think it's like at the end of some of the other stuff we've done. Like I do know, go read like Fly Me to the Moon or something because I feel that's got more sure. going on than this. No, that, and that is fair, uh, especially because okay, who are you and what have you done with Mike? That is <laughs> fair towards Fly Me to no, the Moon. As in your opinion on the matter <laughs> okay. is fair because <laughs> like I understand where you're coming from because in Shikimori there is like, progression to the relationship. Like, no, there, there is plot progression. That was the issue with Shikamori. <laughs> no, sorry, uh, Fly Me to the Moon. Sorry, my bad. Right, okay. Yeah, Shikamori, absolutely not. No, I, I misspoke. But, uh, yeah, Fly Me to the Moon, there is actually progression to the relationship, and if that's the kind of thing you're looking for, then, yeah, that is a much better example than it is of than this. But this one has enough else going on, like, enough other characters, enough other quirks, that it keeps you on your toes enough to keep you kind of interested. It definitely has the best support cast, I think, of most of the rom-coms we've read. Like, most of to be blunt, I was more invested in, like, the Asai and Sakaki, so the two, the two other college friends characters. Yeah. I was more interested in their dynamic than I was the leads by the end of it, because they seem to be the main driving forces behind things in many ways. Yeah, also absolutely. because you've probably had about two volumes of Izaki and Sakurai at that point, so... I'm sure, and, but... and seeing a new relationship dynamic is sure. But so if they were interesting, make it like I'm. Um, if they're interesting main characters, I'd still be like when I refish Call of the Night. My favorite characters were still the two leads, rather I... than the side cast. So side cast was non-existent in those two volumes. Sure, but the point is, you can absolutely have the two. Like in theory, they should be the most interesting characters, your lead characters, because sure. they're the ones you're reading about. Be, yes. Whereas in this one, I've already drifted off with them. Like, I don't think they're bad by any stretch of the imagination. I don't hate either of them, but I'm like, okay, cool, I've been here, done that. I'm going to focus on the rest of the cast. Their shtick does get a bit old. Just a little. But yeah, it's the whole comedy of the situation, while it is absurd, it does keep you on your toes, and some, at least it kept me somewhat invested the entire way through, because like, I, I wasn't like, what ha wacky hijinks are they going to get into next? It was more... How are they going to bring more comedy out of this situation? Because it became very painfully obvious very quickly that these two were, will never get together, or if they do, it'll be in the last chapter. Like, this is not a happily ever after story. This is a will they, won't they? And so without being invested in that decision so much, I was more about reading more towards the com than the rom part of this. 
and I was trying to see where they could get their laughs in because there is a few. Because while some of the stuff is absolutely absurd, it is kind of funny. Oh no, I absolutely have some favorite. Like I loved the the whole mint chocolate rant. Uh, I think there was one like random offhand bit where they're talking about like interpreting dreams. And yeah, I think yeah. like uh, Sakurai's like, oh, it's all childish nonsense, and the teacher just happens to be walking by, like, oh, oh, <laughs> sad now. <laughs> Maybe that was too childish a topic for class. Yeah, it's like ah, uh, that's it. So it does like get some of the comedy stuff down pat, and like some, not all, but some of the fan service stuff is actually funny as well. Like the um, the first time the shopkeeper dad, whose name I will not remember. Asai. He doesn't have one. That's why he's just. Well, he's, he's you get his family name of Asai. He's the oh, cafe okay. manager. Yeah, well, cafe manager man. When he first meets uh, Uzaki, when he first meets Uzaki, uh, he's he's like, oh, like uh, okay, I guess these two are just friends. And then like he moves the counter or something because she's quite short, so he, he moves the counter and you can see her chest. And he's like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> well, isn't that also? He's just like, oh, clearly they're like. I think he's like their brother and sister, and then he looks down and like, oh no, wait, she's an adult. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> yeah, going to say like that. Yeah, he, he was like, she's in middle school, school or something, something or yeah. something like that, and then he's like, oh no, she Clearly has a very an adult. adult figure. It's like, yeah, it's like stuff yeah, like that like... is kind of funny. And don't get me wrong, there is some flat fan service stuff in this that does fall completely flat. Oh, which... the beach chapter is just yeah, the whole beach chapter is just garbage, in my opinion just it after doing such a deaf job of like being mature with fan like weirdly mature with like fan service comedy and doing the bits and then it's like and now he falls and gropes a boob and thinks it's a jellyfish like oh no <laughs> it's a jellyfish point me towards the thing because he's blindfolded at the time and we've covered it with a funny cat filter ha <laughs> ha comedy yeah yeah although i did notice it like because they have these like weird ugly cats covering yes. stuff as like sensor bars kind of thing but then, like, in one of the later chapters, I think it's in a bonus chapter. Yes, it is. Definitely in a bonus chapter. The author says, don't worry, the cats are going away now. And it's got these ugly cats walking away looking sad. <laughs> Which is like, oh, okay. I guess nobody liked those. I mean, they had the exact same facial expressions they did at the time. Yes, but he, he said, like, they're going away now. and yeah. I mean, I more got the impression that was less like they're out of the manga and more like... They their job done. They return to the ocean. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe that was also the thing. But yeah, the 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 beach episode, as most beach episodes are, to be fair, it just a waste of time. Like nothing really happens there. It's not even funny. I the beach episode, the beach chapter was just lame, full of fan service because of course it was, and just nothing really of substance happens. Whereas I'd say. Even though there's no real plot progression in a lot of the chapters, I would say that some stuff of substance does happen. Whereas for some reason, the key focal point of that chapter is he was blindfolded and looking for something. A melon. A melon. That was it, because they're doing like a melon breaking thing. I guess yeah, it's a traditional the, the stereotypical blindfolded person, give him a bat, spin him around and make him hit a melon. Yep, and instead he grabbed a different kind of melon. And then he's like, oh, what is this? A jellyfish? Sweet, also has the whole bit where it's like, oh, don't forget to compliment her because she's in the swimsuit. So compliment her. And then even though apparently she was didn't like flip out last time, she accidentally groped or whatever, proceeds to knock him unconscious or 
because he called her cute. It's like, okay, great. Yeah. We're going back into ye old fan service comedy. Ha ha ha. I mean, that wasn't the... the oh, no, that, was, that wasn't the one she knocked him out with the purse. It was a different one. But Yeah, yeah. But it's not, it's not depicted in that scene as the standard, like, oh my God, you purr, and then you hit them kind of thing. It's more that she's happy about the compliments, and so she does anime flailing, and the flailing knocks him out, I think. I don't, think it knocks him, yeah. don't think it knocks him out, but or like yes. hits him anyway. Yeah, it's more she, she like, like hits him for. we didn't need this. Like you've already, yes. you'd already by this point in the story proved you were better than this. Why are we regressing? I completely agree. Like I honestly, that entire beach chat, and I am convinced you can make a good beach chapter of something. I'm convinced you can. I've just never seen it done. So most beach chapters, if not all beach chapters of manga and anime, just just lift them out in their entirety and you'd lose nothing. See, the the only like goofy alpha episode of anything I ever remember working was I think it was a Kamen Rider show. I think it was like Kamen Rider X8 or something, and they had like, oh, it's a goofy Christmas episode, so they've got goofy Christmas suits that are oh, oh the guy's making a silly game about burgers and oh isn't it all silly? And then at the end of it, one well, of the characters fucking dies. <laughs> and you're like, Well then what? Suddenly it just gets super serious at the end, you're like, uh oh. Oh, there were stakes in this silly episode. Oh, no. <laughs> the closest I can think of to a beach episode that I actually liked. I don't even remember what the anime... I want to say it was Carnival Phantasm. <laughs> Are you trying to pitch anything <laughs> Carnival Phantasm as serious? I've, I've <laughs> made him a convert. I mean, as far as a somewhat enjoyable beach scene because it was just like a group of people playing I mean it's volleyball. just another wacky episode <laughs> in the wacky show exactly yeah like that that was it that and that's the only reason it works finally i've made him a convert that's fucking weird man i remember showing you that one at yeah and i was i was very um you you just having a mental breakdown at it cuz i was trying to make sense of it and that was my first mistake <laughs> That was your first mistake. But yeah, like, that's the only time I can think of a beach episode kind of working. And that really has nothing to do with it being on a beach. That's just another episode of that show. So, yeah. Beach episode. Big, big old stinky. I'm just flashing back to, I think, Excel World's Hot Spring episode, except they're all in their mechs. I don't remember that. Was that I also one of the OVAs? That. Yeah. I might not have seen that one, actually. I, I'm pretty sure it cuts the hot spring scene, but they're all in there. Like, I, like, I, re I remember that in particular. Yeah. I think, you know, everyone was like, haha, here you go. You thought you were going to get some fan service, but no. Oh, man. If, you, if we're talking about, like, hot spring scenes that ruin shit, I was showing uh, my partner, Guran Lagan, and we yeah, got that, to the hot didn't happen. That the conveniently didn't episode didn't happen, Mike. That we got she was actually into it. We got to that episode and she's like, kinda done with this show. <laughs> like it fucking ruined all of Gurren Lagan for her. I'm pretty sure the director of that episode got fired by Gynax. <laughs> crap episode. Yeah, exactly. It is the crap episode of Gurren Lagan. So I'm pretty sure they yeah. went, This isn't what the show is. You're fired. <laughs> yeah, that ruined that for her. I'll, go, uh, I'll try and get her to watch Gurren Lagan at some point again. Just ask her to watch the movies, maybe. There you go. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm a little afraid that we might be done talking about this manga already. Well, there's very little to talk about with there this There is. One. Like, I, I was going to make a joke in the beginning. I may have actually done it and just forgotten. 
that when Phil did his description, it was like, oh, and we're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> episode over. You're talking about this being an average length episode. No, I'm actually afraid it's going to be too short. <laughs> well, to be fair, that's probably what the problem with some of the chapters as well. Because, like, as Phil mentioned, I believe it did start off as like uploaded to a web service before it got a print release, and I think that's still where it's primarily released. Probably. But like the chapter legs very well. Like you get a lot of like four page chapter chunks, and then a bunch of like longer so fifteen I, I, ones. I think part of that is sort of as Mike said, it's this idea that they release chapters one point one and then one point two. Yeah, sure. Rather than just but I, I just find that kind of like that gets a little worrying to me when chapter length is constantly changing and like story depth and progression as it was changing like sometimes this is literally just four pages on a beat and then sometimes it's like 15 i just i don't know i got especially when i was doing this the second time around to do my notes i found it a bit because i think there's like 24 25 chapters across the two volumes that Something we read like, yeah. and it, with some of those yeah. split into chunks and it just gets very wearying you see uh I'm actually glad you said that because I th- I was thinking something similar and I thought oh maybe it's just me so clearly not because I was thinking at the beginning of reading this is like there's four pages per chapter and I respect that there's split up into loads of different what parts yeah. but they are short and then I was like oh I'm gonna get done with this in five minutes and then they just get longer and the page number fluctuates quite heavily throughout and it just makes the pacing feel very very weird. Which is a strange thing in a story that doesn't really have an overarching plot. It's like some chapters feel like they linger a bit too long. It's like, oh, there's the punchline of the chapter. Why are we still going? Oh, just yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it just felt very, very weird at times. I'm glad that wasn't just me. Like, I think there's a later one. I think it's after the beach one where they're like, they're they're gonna do like a spooky um, trial challenge. I forget what they call it in Japan. Test of courage or something like that. That's the one. And like the punchline, and they show it very early, is oh no, it's it's not the girl who's the scaredy cat in this relationship, it's the guy. And then the chapter goes on for another ten pages, and like yeah, I, I got it. It's like be, I get you it. Blew your punchline load early. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the comedic punchline definitely ended there. But I think the point was obviously you're seeing development between the side characters at that point, and then you get that part at the end where. So we were comparing it to, like, Nagatoro earlier. So the whole point of this was they were on the hill, it was dark, they'd got the phones out as flashlights, and Uzaki grabbed Sakurai's after hearing he was, you know, scared of horror or this, that, the other, so didn't really want to do the test, so she grabbed her phone, ran, uh, grabbed his phone and ran off. And he's chasing after her, like, no, no, I give it back, kind of. And then you catch up to them, and he's just like done. He's just like on the ground, like no, no, I'm, I'm done. That's a tonic, kind of yes, thing. yeah. And Isaac is like, ah, oh, shit. I'm sorry. Like that. Clearly, I've gone too far. I'm sorry, kind of thing. Whereas in Nagatoro, she would be like, nah, I'm just gonna fucking rag on you some more. Although, no, I will he's say... clearly in tears or whatever, and it's like, yeah. Side note for that one particular chapter, and this is this says way more about me than does the manga. I got so much, like, second-hand anger of her grabbing the dude's phone and running off with it. Oh, uh, I yeah. was so angry. I was like, how fucking dare you? How dare you steal this <laughs> man's phone? Uh, yeah. I got furious just, like, reading this. That's not even really? the point of the chapter. Yeah, I know. 
It says more about me than it does about the manga, I know. Uh, like, I, again, I'm, I'm not, like, definitely afraid of the dark, but I, I mean, I'd be like, god damn it. Oh, no, it's so nothing on, to do like, with the dark aspect of it. No, 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 like, no, I'd be like, god damn it, come on, like, we're adults, we're better than this, but. <laughs> come on now. Like, would probably also then give chase, because, oh my god, that phone. Yeah, yeah, the point, the point was, she's quite literally stolen his phone. Yes. And they're adults, so that's theft. They're, they're adults, yes. I mean, it's not about it being theft. I think it's more my <laughs> sheer dependence on the internet. So if I ever, like, lose my pocket portal to the internet at any time, and, like, because somebody took that from me, I'm like, you fucking, I'm going to kill you. Ah, <laughs> uh, ah, uh, I, I mean, to be, that's the thing with all of us, to be fair. I mean, heck, I don't think I talked about the intro, but, like, when I was midway through editing Bleach, one of my computer monitors decided to melt internally. So... That was a panic attack as I watched that mm. disintegrate and then lost computer access for a couple of days, basically, because obviously I couldn't view my computer even if I could switch it on. So I was like, great, I'm isolated from the world. Like, not entirely. I have my iPad, I have my phone, but we have my computer and, like, I'm lost. Oh, the internet going down is the worst fucking thing that Ugh. happens to me. Yeah, Sean, thankfully avoided this That also avoided happened on the one. day when I was at work. <laughs> like, I was going to say, Sean thankfully avoided it being in the office for work but yeah i think me and you went about six hours without internet one yes. day yes i remember that just complete outage in the just entire town full-on outage in the town it's like you suddenly realize how dependent you are on the internet see i'd have loved that because i'd have just pulled out books and started reading and i couldn't have gone to work because well yes this thing be able to access remote working but well, no, yeah i was, I was like site, oh, so. oh no what a shame i can't work <laughs> oh, i'm just gonna well. google when it's gonna come back wait yeah. Uh, no, the amount of time, the amount of times, and I know this is a thing to those who are sure it's like, oh shit, the internet's down. Time to moan about it on Twitter. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't have that problem. You know, I'm aware. Sure, of, like, again, yeah, we have phone data. Yeah, but, phone yeah. data now. But, yeah, but it was, uh, it was just the fact like, oh yeah, let's check out when the internet's going to come back up. Go onto the ISP site, check the status. Like, oh no, everything looks fine in your area. It's like, yeah, yeah that really fucking not. Oh, yeah. Losing access to the internet sucks, because then you can't listen to the trash manga, trash internet complaining friends. <laughs> Nailed I, it. Yeah. <laughs> flawless. Yeah, I mean, well, welcome to being an adult. And I mean, uh, to drag you back to this. Oh, God. That's, that's one of the other nice things about, like, because they're adults. They're like, so we can show them drinking alcohol, and we can talk about them drinking alcohol. It's like, whoa. And there's a whole chapter dedicated to Izaki. I assume Japanese drinking age is 20, considering yes. for a 20th birthday, that would make like, sense. Yes. let's go yes, get is. some alcohol. For so you. in Japan, when you turn 20, that's considered your coming of age. Right, okay. That's like when you're officially considered an adult, if that makes sense. Yes. Like how idiotically most of the world considers you an adult at 18. I when you're not, you're just idiotic. kind of a child with spending power. Um, I, I would say 18 is probably the right. 18 fine. Nah, yeah. 35 or nothing. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, I would put you as young adult or adolescent at that point. Like, you're a long way off. Like, it's probably not until you're 30 that you're really going to start I'm just saying, the like, more when... mature outlook you're going to have for the rest of your life. But... When you're 18, you have the capacity to do some really stupid stuff, and you lack the wherewithal to not do it. But you're never going to be at a point, like, unless you go to the stupid nonsense. And if you go to 35, then what's the point at that point? And also, yeah, you're right. It's, Let's it's just make irrelevant. it 50 and be done with it. It's irrelevant <laughs> because it's entirely dependent on the person. 
it is you're entirely still gonna get stupid people doing stupid shit you get regardless some of the age far more responsible teenagers than you get some full grown ass adults so yes. yes i am aware it really does depend on the age but i mean you sort you sort of see this issue of people waking up to adulthood here because obviously as we're saying so the whole point is uh sakurai finds out it's going to be Izaki's 20th birthday and he's like oh is there anything you want kind of thing you know and she's like oh well let's just go drinking because you know obviously she's not drunk before so she goes drinking with him and they drink and she drinks a lot Mm-hmm. She she does the classic first time drinker of yeah. like tries one of it. I feel things. fine. Thump. <laughs> like down downing the very tasty, probably not realizing how alcoholic it is. Drink being mm-hmm. like, yeah, I feel fine. You know, by the time you knock back the fifth one, and then it starts hitting you. You're like, oh, oh god, I'm pretty sure I've had that kind of sake like once or twice. No, oh, everyone's had the experience at the very least. Well, no, I've ne- I've luckily never managed to get myself any kind of like horrifically drunk or anything. Oh, you haven't lived. <laughs> I would argue I have. Mike showing his Britishness right here. Point is, I know I've had like one or two of those before, and been like, "This is very delicious and a very slippery slope." If I keep going, I I did have yeah. the same experience with oh, when I was younger. Was it Smirnoff Ice? I think it was. Oh, this just tastes like lemonade. <laughs> I and remember. Yeah. My- a few years ago, my brother got me a banana caramel rum. <laughs> now, nah, see, I remember it was this. Fucking delicious. Have had to water it down, not because it was like too strong, too strong or anything, but because it was basically syrup. <laughs> it, you just needed to thin it down a bit so you could drink it, and it was a nice consistency and not ungodly sweet. But you would yeah. never realize how alcoholic it was. You drink it and you go, it, you just don't taste the alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then before the you know is, it, she's getting the piggyback yeah. home to his house, despite his protestations. And then you get the morning after where she's throwing up, hungover, and it's like, yeah, she's she's gotten that lesson of, oh, yeah. right. He's like, yeah, that'll happen. Too much. That, that's one of those things you probably don't realize until you've had that experience at least once. That's the, that's I wish there would be more of that kind of stuff because there are so few rom coms that are actually adults. Because anime in this is case, yeah. anime is so obsessed with that. As I said earlier, fifteen slash sixteen year old they're in high school probably age. Uh, so when you actually have adults, it's nice to actually have adult scenarios that you wouldn't see in other series. But it's still fun though, right? Yeah. Oh no, like it never. I like, don't get ever get the impression that it's like it's trying to be creepy or anything. Yeah, like, this is actually just, they try to keep, even if they, when they fail, they try to keep it fun throughout. And, like, they never, even though these are adults, they don't dip into so many of the things, which is, like, which it's is... It's not, uh, like, how do we relationship the other adult, one of the other yeah. adult romances we covered, which is far more on the drama side of things. Yeah, they, they, don't, they don't take the temptation to dip into themes which are associated with more adult relationships in manga. Like, they do, they do try to keep it light the entire time. And the hey, I, I get tells... that, and that's fine. I just wish it would use the setting it has a bit more, I guess. And that's fair. Because, uh, yeah, there's, as we've said, there's no, really not a lot of connected tissue between these. There is characters, and the characters do progress a little bit, but not a whole lot. And it does, 
it turns less into an actual story and more into just wondering what they'll do next. So I think part of that comes down to this sort of idea again, like started as a SNS comic, so there was no I'm assuming perhaps no real long term publication going on in the author's mind. It was probably just I'm just gonna draw a silly comic, I'll upload it every week, whatever it happens to be. And you know, whatever happens, happens, that sort of thing. I know a lot of web comics, the authors say something to the effect of, I'm going to keep doing this until everyone stops caring or I run out of ideas. And that could be the same situation. Well, yeah, it's, it's sort of that sort of idea of like if you look at web comics, a lot of them, you look at the first chunk is it? massively different to perhaps where they are at the end or at their latest set of comics. I mean, if you're on about like the webcomic space in general, yeah, it originally started yeah. as just p- the people who understood the internet uploading funny, silly drawing things, see like questionable content, Penny Arcade, PvP. Whereas nowadays, you need a goddamn art degree if you want to stand out in the webcomic space because <laughs> yeah, yeah. just market is that oversaturated. But the point is more like in terms of like their actual content, I mean, like, as you said there, questionable content, one we both read. At the start, it was just like, here's lots of quirky indie music talk, and you, you get none of that now. Now it's all, ah, look at all these crazy AI robots. Now it's and, quirky relationship and philosophy talk. Is and like, this oh, lost? this person's actually a VTuber. And... No, no, this is, it's good. Questionable content's good. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Hot take. Ooh. So Zaki Chan. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like we're done, right? <laughs> I'd say I think the only other note really I had left is that I was happy that this is a, not a series where it's like the male guy is useless at everything and the girl is amazing at everything. Yeah. Like it is more it is more uh, nuanced than there is that. yeah, there's more give and take to their dynamic. Yeah. And there like... are times where he Uno reverses her teasing, so to speak. <laughs> like I think after the whole a bit about she's mess- mucking with him because he had a dream about full lane and she caught him yeah so after all of that she then did it starts almost falls down the stairs so he catches her and is like oh man don't you know like stereophobia once once you fall down some stairs it's all you can think of and then before you know it you're a quivery mess in front of the stairs and you can't climb anymore it's like yeah yeah obviously he's saying no i don't believe in any of this psychoanalyst nonsense yeah. about dreams and she's like, oh, no, I'm fully involved in all that. Like, yeah, it all makes perfect sense. And he's just... so he's just like messing with her, like, oh, yeah, going to be afraid of stairs now. <laughs> and she's just like, no, stop. Yeah, I don't, so, don't want to be afraid clearly, of stairs. There's clearly a lot of give and take in this, uh, this yeah. dynamic between these people. And honestly, I wish the best for them. <laughs> I think I hope they fuck. Crazy kids are going to work that nonsense out. The art is fine. Oh, right, yeah, we haven't discussed the art. Uh, yeah, it's, I suppose that is, that is the last thing. It is very safe, I think, is what I wrote. It is, it's yeah. mostly just square paddling, upper body shots. The character designs are all pretty standard. Like, you can tell the main five characters apart. Like, they all feel how, like they have their yeah. charm, but they're all also they're all pretty distinct. normal. Considering, this is fun to say, considering the last episode was Bleach, not really any backgrounds in this. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing drastic. Like I said, the art bad. is not bad at all. It's also just it's okay. It's, it's not. Fine. It's fine. It does its job. 
the it's end. not to use a phrase that I enjoy using. It's not blow your dick off good. It's uh, just no, because if uh, they were blown dicks off, the manga would have ended. Well, no, because they're adults. <laughs> I, all right, it would be on a different site then. <laughs> I don't know. This one does stray quite. I mean, you said it's an internet. Sometimes. Therefore, yeah, you could still it would still just be an internet comic. It could just <laughs> stay on the internet because well, I mean, there's no porn on the internet, so nah. famously so. Like, I've, I've I've certainly never heard of a song "Internet is for Porn." But I, no, now that's one from the vault right there. We we're talking oh, about old web comics. Okay, you know, that one's an old one. Okay. And no, I have nothing else to say about this manga. <laughs> well, in that case, then back to the usual questions. Free, uh, at least for me and Mike, of course. Of would we read more, buy more, or watch it? So I shall go to decisions, 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 decisions. You know what? I'll go first on this one. You're crazy. I know, right? So, so, Mr. Sean, would you read more, buy more, and watch more? Well, the thing for me is, I was tr- I didn't get into this as much as I maybe might have expected it to, and as much as you, the listener, might have expected me to, as as evidenced by past rom-coms we've covered. I was trying to figure out why I didn't resonate with this like I do with others. And I guess ultimately for me here is the rom-coms I have championed on the show all have something that makes them kind of feel unique or offers something fresh. Nagatoro, as much as everyone loves to rip on it, does lean fully into its whole horny on main aesthetic. Fly Me to the Moon uses the whole idea that the characters are married to provide kind of fresh ideas or fresh takes on existing tropes. Call of the Night has its supernatural elements to provide something fresh and new. And the latter two in particular, like Fly Me to the Moon and Call of the Night, are both from experienced comedy writers who've already done successful comedy series as well. Whereas this felt closer to Shikamori, like not completely at the end of the scale. It's not as directionless. It's not as benign as Shikamori is. But it does just feel very bland in a lot of ways. Like it is a very by the numbers rom com series that doesn't utilize its unique elements like them being adults. And combine that with like the art, which is just fairly again standard by the books, the irregular chapter lengths, kind of making the pacing feel kind of wearying. It's got some highlights. It has some good comedy. I like the fact that it, for the main, doesn't do stupid things with fan service. I like its side cast. I like some of the random aside jokes, like the mint flavor toothpaste whole bit. But for the main, like, if you're asking me, like, would I want to sit down and read more of this? Would I want to go out and buy the seven season release? Would I want to watch an anime version of this, which will no doubt be very obsessed with? I try to think I might rephrase it. Um, dig old biddies or however he says it. Nah, I, I, I'm good. I've, I've got it's, it's fine. If people are into this, I get it. I can get why but i also get why when i check on mal of the three kind of series grouped together as bully girl-esque series so this nagatoro and tagaki yeah i get why this is like the run to the litter of those three because it's just kind of there it doesn't have the unique plant that either of those two have so yeah not 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 one for me i'd probably say if you are enjoying this maybe go maybe go check out tagaki's ad instead but yeah I, I won't be buying this. I will be sticking to my uh, Nagatoros and Moons and Call of the Nights. Phil, buddy, old pal. Oh, going to me. Okay. I'm going to you. I'm saying Mike for last. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, boy. Flipping the script. So, 
would you buy this series from Seven Seas? Would you or have you watched the anime? And would you recommend this? Or would you recommend other series in its ilk, as I mentioned, like Tagaki slash Nagatoro? I would not purchase this. I think it's fine. I I have no particular qualms with this series. But as you sort of said, there are other series, not necessarily those particular ones, but there are other series I would choose over this. Sort of like rom com hijinks at the very least. I have not watched this. I don't know why I said that as though that was a surprise, but I have not watched it. I have no inclination to watch it at the very least. Primarily because I don't think you're necessarily going to get much out of this being animated. I mean, beyond just, it's always nice to see things animated anyway, but I don't think there would be any benefit from this series in particular being animated. But I would say, Phil, there are two benefits to this series being animated. <laughs> now, Sean. <laughs> yes? And I don't think they'll be as animated as you're hoping. I, I'm not hoping. But, yeah, like... I, I mean, if that's your reason for watching the animated version, just... Porn. Do, do yourself a favour, just, just... Go watch porn. Would I recommend it? It comes down to what someone's asking for, I suppose. Like, I'd, I would have no objection to recommending this if someone was just like, I want a silly rom com series. If someone said to you, I want to read a rom-com where the girl teases the guy, would this be the one you recommend, or would it be one of the others? No. In my particular case, the one I would recommend is uh, Androsan. Which you did not list. I didn't. I think mainly because it's not got an anime yet, but I think it is also. It, it does not have an up. anime. But yes, that's sort of like sim- similar sort of idea. It's sort of high school guy girl, girl's bit of a gal, and teases. But say unlike say Nagatoro, which particularly in the early chapters is just straight up bullying. This is more like Uzaki, where it's it's not. Annoyingly so, but it's it's teasing, and it's just nice and whole. But uh, that would be my recommendation. Should someone not have already read that, but of of between Nagatoro, Tagaki, and this, I would recommend either this or Tagaki, depending on what exactly someone was looking for. Okay, there you go. And that lastly then leaves going like in the go home role for once. It's Mike. So As referred to going hard, you mean? Oh my. Going hard why, or going home? No, is that not what you meant? Alright, never mind. You, no, I, I meant like the go home club style thing. Why uh such a <laughs> filthy mind. God. Can't take you anywhere. You really can't. I, that's mostly because of the restraining order. But you saw Sugoi Dekai and were like her 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 just <laughs> Filth. No, because I. Don't I, I feel like Japanese. something we should cover that we've not is uh, Mike's Discord name. This episode is boobies. That's because that we know it's normally a pun name, and I drew a complete <laughs> blank because. Just went, uh, mine's not much better, to be fair. <laughs> it just it just just gives you nothing to play with. I, mean, I suppose one one other thing we didn't with. cover, like so, me and Phil will obviously be aware of this because we're more tuned into the anime thing. Had you seen the whole Sagoi Dekai meme before this? Reading this, Mike. Were you no. aware of that? No. No okay. idea. Well, 
It, yeah, that, it was, that was... There was a phase when this first rose to popularity where everyone was like drawing Ed, their characters. Everyone yeah. was in that shirt. Yes. Oh, okay. No, I had not seen that. If everyone with big bosoms was... Or, or without them, eye. because then the joke was, ha ha ha, yes. look at that flat chest. Exciting. Ask your questions. <laughs> Comedy memes. But Mike, would you then, would you be liking to read more of Zaki Chad? Would you be looking to purchase it? Not that you purchase anything. And would you be wanting to watch the anime version? So I am a lot more positive by the sounds of things on this than you guys are. That's why you're closing. I mean, I'm, I'm positive on it. It's just... Yeah, but I feel like I'm... I have different questions. Also, I'm more positive about things than you are. I'm also angry about things that you are. Hang on, hang on. Phil, you have one different question because there's no point asking would you read more when the answer's yeah. I've already done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's more... always. It's a redo of Healer is like the only time where you've gone, no, Sean, I would not read more. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so why bother asking? Hey, no, uh, we, we probably asked it for some of the shit you guys made me read. Probably. Like, would you read more of Loveless? Yes, Sean, I actually read all eight volumes when you bought them. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did read all eight volumes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now, in my defence, that was because we were at said anime club, and I was just like, yeah, I can just read this while anime's happening in the background. Yeah, eight volumes takes me like an hour to read. Particularly sure. when it's loveless. Sure, but I'm pretty sure whatever was being shown would be more interesting than loveless. You would think. I would guarantee. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> anyway, Mike, take us home. Would you read more? Would you buy it? Would you watch it? Okay, I am more positive on this, but not as not the entire way. I do still have thoughts with this. Because there is there is the lack of progression. There's the... The fact that some of the jokes do fall flat, and without the jokes, you're just left with people just doing not a lot. And the fact that one of the key character traits of one of our main characters is that she's annoying. I understand that's lampshaded to hell, but it's still annoying at times. It's like sometimes I never quite got to the point where I was thinking, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. I never got quite that far with the stealing of the phone notwithstanding but i i i feel like long term this wouldn't have all that much longevity because of that fact like if that's the same way all the way through like it's cute but it's god it would get tiresome maybe if this was the maybe if i'm using the argument of like one a week kind of thing or one a month or however often this comes out like maybe then it's okay but man I, like long term this would I feel like this would grate on me a bit. Having said that, though, what we did read, and not in the long term, I actually enjoyed this a lot more than I was expecting to. I found the characters, all of them, in fact, quite endearing. To the point where this is actually probably my favourite rom-com we've ever read. What? Yeah, more, more than I was Fly about me to say to what moon. we read, but then, yeah, I remember we had Fly Me to the Moon. More, more than Shikimori, if that counts. It, it is. It's romance. No, it's, it's rom com. I don't know about comedy, but yeah. Yeah. And like, I can't think of any others that stand out, but if there were others, then I think I like this one more than that. Because it was engaging. You, wait, well, you, you liked it more than Rent a Girlfriend? 
Oh, Mike. It's not a rom-com. It, it's, it's a rom-com. There's no comedy there. <laughs> there is no uh, joy in that. No, no one said it was good at its comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 60-something episodes and I'm still scarred. How dare you? <laughs> but yeah, like, it's... And it is honestly fun, like, to read. And I don't like rom-coms or anything remotely slice-of-lifey most of the time. And I actually enjoyed this. So that comes down to, would I read, buy, watch it? I'm not going to read it more, but I am actually considering checking out the anime. I, am, like, I know you guys said that you don't think there's anything which could benefit from being animated. For me, the benefit in this regard would be that I don't have to physically sit down and read it. I could have it on while watching something else kind of thing. Fair. Or doing something else. I mean, else. If, it, if it's dubbed. If it's dubbed, that is true. But, like, the point is, I could... It is. Yeah, I, I could... I could do that while something else. It could be some nice background noise for me, and I wouldn't hate it. I would still pay attention and see what's going on. And that's the advantage of it being animated for me. Like, I wouldn't... I also wouldn't be against reading it in general if someone else had bought it and be like, here's some things I have you can borrow. You, you could just borrow the volumes, yeah. Yeah, like, if I could just do that, that's fine. I wouldn't go so far as putting money down on it, though, myself. Crunchyroll subscription notwithstanding. So, yeah, that's about it. Like, fairly positive, but I would not hard commit to it because I would be afraid of its longevity. Well, they, there you have it, then. There's a... There are our takes on Uzaki-chan. Did that hit 90 minutes in the edit? I think no. But... <laughs> oh man, it's like, it is like the Rent-A-Girlfriend episode where it's actual length. 45 to 60 minute show, kids. <laughs> I think uh, it's 30 minutes to an joke. hour or something. I <laughs> really hope I didn't say 30. <laughs> I feel like that was, yeah, I think you were aiming for like 60 minutes top originally. And then we did the Bleach episode. <laughs> I mean, Bleach wasn't Bleach wasn't Bleach. We planned to be long. I was going to say Bleach. Bleach was never going to be an hour and a half. I'm pretty sure whatever. it was the first trash tacky, the one that went way beyond whatever. Considering yeah, I had did, to yeah. awkwardly cut it with a clearly not recorded at the time ending. Definitely yes. Ah <laughs> oh dear, but there you go. That's 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 Izaki Chan. It's okay. But we don't hate it, and none of us hate it, and that. On this show, it's saying something. So what I'm hearing is it's going to win Trash Tacular 3. Oh, you have to wait for that. Honestly, it might be up there. It's not. <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking back through what's in Year 3, Sean. You sure about that? Yeah, Bleach is winning. <laughs> no, Bleach doesn't count. Nah, that's Bleach what is think. admitted. That's what we'll, you think. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. You get in count the meantime, Bleach in 74 the... <laughs> volumes. Sure I do. In the meantime, where can you go to spend some time until the next episode? Why? Twitch.tv slash Bezekra. That's me. And that's where I play video games and such. Yeah. I Are you? <laughs> will you have finished Persona 3 when this episode comes out? Because this comes out, we're recording this very close to when it comes out. Probably. A week actually. and a half. I was going to say, you're quite far through, I believe. Probably. We'll have finished it by now, but there'll still be VODs and stuff if you want to catch that, I guess. You can go you can go see the end of Persona 3. You can go watch him speedrun inscription. Yep. You won't you won't see him get personal best. He does that uh in off I do that conveniently after you've gone to bed every time. Or when you're prepping for your GTQ entry. That did also happen, yeah, that's pretty funny. 
It's on the leaderboards. Go see it. It's hella awkward. <laughs> yeah. I I feel bad for the person who had to review it for the leaderboard submission. Ah <laughs> oh dear, but yeah, you could uh go go check him out and then hey, like watch on Sun like especially if you tune on Sunday streams, you might get to see me and or Phil chilling out, probably playing TFT. That boring game. You're a boring to me. game. You're I, a boring I, game. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I'm glad I've been identified as such. Phil Hello. The beach or the mountains? In what context here? In you're going there now. The beach or the mountains? Is that a threat? <laughs> but that's still not much of a. How long am I going there for? What is the purpose of this journey? You're you're having a week's holiday. Do you want it in the beach? Right, or I've got a week's holiday. Uh... Fucking hell! No one else I know gets asked A or B. Is like actually, I've got twenty other questions. That's because. Clearly, they're idiots. Oh, they're yeah, not preparing def enough. Definitely on them. I mean, hey, you just said it's a week's holiday. What if you said like I've got to live there, survival style, for a year? I mean, what would Very you ask me that? Probably the mountains. Okay, but uh, for the holiday, the holiday probably the beach. Wow. See, it makes a difference. Not no. <laughs> You can follow Phil at Fanaxkin and you will also be this exhausted by him on a daily basis. Uh, you can follow me at SlazerKing, S-L-A-Z-O-K-I-N-G. I have no idea what I was tweeting about recently. Probably celebrating the Bleach episode at the moment and uh, whatever else I am up to. You can follow the podcast as a whole at Trash MangaCast to be notified the moment a new episode goes live. But of course, the other and far simpler way to do that it's to subscribe to us. So no matter which uh, podcast service you're listening to us on right now, be it Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, or TuneIn, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, give us a like, give us a five-star review, all of that goodness. And then once you've done that, turn around and tell a friend, unless there's no one there when you turn around, in which case, uh, I mean, one day, you'll, you'll, you'll have your Uzaki-chan one day, I'm sure. And so that is it for this time, but good news, because next time the special episodes keep on coming, because it's time to get spooky for Halloween. So Phil, tell us, where are we hanging out for the next time, Trash Banger friend? Descend. Oh man, getting hella spooky. We're going to read Pumpkin Night. Ooh, is that night with an N or a K? With an N. Oh. Well, Less even with a K, now. it still has an N. Uh, not wrong. There is no K then. Let's put it that way. It's not a knight. Well, there you have it then. So join us for a very spooky, scary Halloween episode next time on Trash Maker Friends. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye!